Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me once again are my co-hosts and friends, Tim Kalinowski and Nick Martin. Um, Very small slate Wednesday night, two games. Uh, We'll have a little bit of futures talk at the end, uh, but we'll start with the Devils and Caps, a back-to-back situation for Washington. Uh, they are a home underdog, plus 136 right now. Devils minus 162, uh, the total of six. There are some uh, deferring numbers out there uh, at the time of recording. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, nonetheless, I think that most of the money is going to just come in on the Devils, and it likely won't stop here, Nick. And if you can get a good number, uh, you know, more power to you. Yeah, I, I think this is just a spot where New Jersey is going to come in and own so much to the play and the caps don't have what would have been one of the main arguments that maybe they could hang around the playoff race. They won't have Charlie Lindgren in this back-to-back spot. It'll be Hunter Shepard who has played pretty well in a tiny sample size so far in the NHL this year, uh, including a win over the devils, but I don't really expect that to continue. Uh, He's got a 908 save percentage in the AHL in 16 games. I feel like it is what it is. I actually think the devil's, realistically might even have a goaltending advantage here, which is pretty much unheard of for them. Um, and you got the Cats playing a tough game Tuesday in Pittsburgh where Kemper starts. I just think New Jersey is kind of going to run all over them in this game and should get paid off. I don't hate the over when you're talking, which seems very contrary to like kind of a lot of what we've been saying about uh, the Caps. But I just think Hunter Shepard, this Devils team, I can see how it might open up. But um I'd rather just play the Devils if you're getting better than minus 160. So I think it's a tough spot for Washington. I still think the Devils are really good and and you don't, you know, have the goaltending disadvantage you usually have if you're the Devils. So yeah, I, I think they can pay this one off. I think it's gonna be a pretty popular night for um people just playing the the two the two favorites in a two-leg parlay. We'll talk about the next game, which is Leafs and Ducks a little bit, but I would hold your horses on that one. I do think that the Devils make a lot more sense if uh, as as a favorite than, than Toronto does in that one. Uh, Tim, uh, anything here, Devils and Caps? 
Yeah, I think Nick uh, put it well. I saw an opening number. It's somewhere around, you know, 150, 155. I grabbed the Devils minus 155, probably like it to, you know, 60, 65 range. I I think it's a bit of a misprice. Wouldn't be shocked if this thing balloons up pretty heavily to New Jersey. Way better team. Um, Capitals playing a back-to-back. Never even considered, the oddly enough, that they might have a goaltending edge. But, yeah, I mean, they it's it's New Jersey as uh, nearly every edge here plus the um the back to back for for the capitals and i know it shouldn't mean much not like a ton of travel or anything but it's just a good spot for if new jersey's going to continue to or you know it should climb it depends on kind of what your assessment of new jersey is i think that they're still going to be ascending here and that they're you know a good enough team to score their way out of some problems so this is a game that they should win and and they should do just that so yeah i like new jersey here yeah, New Jersey's winning a lot of games for a pretty large sample now. They're just not making up that much ground, and they had already dug the hole. So I feel like it almost is like it feels like people are almost like viewing them in a disappointing light. And really, I think it's just been that they had that slow start, and since then they've kind of played to the pace that everyone expected. But you just don't even notice because they're not gaining that much ground in the East, and they need to be winning at like a crazy rate to get to where they need to be. So. I feel like if you lop off that little sample where they didn't have Heesher and Hughes, basically their season looks respectable, even even though they mainly just had horrific goaltending sewer them. So I still think the Devils are pretty good. I don't think they're like a clear disappointment. They haven't been as sharp defensively as we might have expected entering the year. But, um, I mean, the Capitals, they have very little in the way of, uh, of scoring upside at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh... New Jersey uh, at the time of recording, uh, like I said, we're recording this before Tuesday's 13 game slate. So uh, these numbers will jump around right now, but they're a point out of uh, the last wild card spot with games at hand on, on Tampa. They're three points behind the flyers for third in the Metro uh, Islanders flyers are tied there four points behind Carolina um, and 11 back of, of the Rangers for the division and president's trophy race. So we'll, we'll talk futures in a little bit, but uh, we did see Edmonton, put together one of those crazy second halves and some team will do that. And if the, the devils are definitely a candidate, uh, if you're looking for that one team just to, to go scorched earth. Uh, so that that's a 7 PM puck drop on Wednesday, a 9 PM Eastern time game, which is a little strange cause it's in Anaheim. So it's a 6 PM local. Uh, the Maple Leafs are minus minus one ninety two ducks plus one sixty at the pond. A total is six and a half. You do have to do a little bit of homework before this game. That is that uh, Toronto is carrying, still carrying just two goalies, but those two goalies are Martin Jones uh, and Dennis Hildeby, who's never played an NHL game. This is his first season in North America as well. He's putting up good numbers in the AHL. Um, Sheldon Keefe did say that he doesn't have a problem going back-to-back with Martin Jones, and I, I feel that that's probably the likelier scenario here. Um, and I, I say it because in... Does it really matter that like they're going to ride Jones at this point? Like it's not going to be a a situation where he's going to look to like get a hill to be or whoever backs up Jones uh, until Samsonov comes back or will uh you know work here and there and and tries to like get him warm. I just think that he's going to have no problem riding Martin Jones because it's Martin Jones. Like it's it, is it a huge deal if Martin Jones goes you know pear-shaped no because then you just go out then you can go out and get the other goalie i, I don't think I, something tells me that keith is just gonna uh ride jones until the wheels kind of come off or don't 
but that's just my thinking. And the problem is, no, I've got no idea. Nobody has any idea of how, how he'll be a hold up in an NHL game. I think there's enough variance here with the, the Leafs on the back to back, not struggling in terms of in front of the goalie, but just this the situation is so murky that it's really hard to lay this kind of number. And, you know, the Ducks do have the, the talent to give teams issues. So we've seen t- uh, Toronto struggle um, in these kind of spots in, in the past. So we'll see. Nick, uh, anything here? I would lean towards the Ducks is what I would say at this number. I, I do want to ho- hold out hope that maybe it gets to, you know, plus 175, but I don't think it will. Yeah, I actually don't hate the Leafs here, but I'm hoping he'll to be plays. I think they'll show out for him. And I actually think he can be as good as Martin Jones. So without having heard the Keith comment you dropped, I was actually I'd pretty surprised to hear that supposedly there might not roll him here. I think it's a good spot to do it. You get right. him in the mix. You well, once get him he said that, ducks, and, and I get, get I, I always say coaches and GMs lie. But once he said that, I was like, you know, maybe in my head, I'm like, maybe he's just thinking I'm just going to go with Jones until the wheels come up because it's not a huge deal if they do. Like, it's just not. Yeah, the other thing that's probably going to happen is Kings will just get 50 shots tonight and then Jones will look bad or yeah. they'll just, or he won't look bad and they'll be like, oh, well, he put in a pretty big shift last night. Let's just right. go with Hill to be here, who is a very good AHL goaltender on a really good team. So you got to factor that in. But um, I think he has the potential to be decent. I actually, like, he's not going to be Joseph Wall, but I wouldn't be shocked if this is like, comes in and does okay. Um, pretty highly touted, was pretty dominant in Sweden too. I don't know. I, I think it's just could work out. And then the other thing is, how does that game go tonight? And the Leafs have responded pretty consistently. So I'm a little interested to see how it goes. The Ducks have been an absolute train wreck. And maybe, maybe we've seen the nut bottom for them. Like we've kind of, they've got some of their guys back now. They've got uh, Zegers back. They got Drysdale back. That should help some. Troy Terry's out though. Leo Carlson's out. Like this team is just, they're bad. I, I don't know. I don't think this is that big of a number for the gap in these teams. Like, if you look at the rate they're going to win this season, I think it's, I don't know, um, kind of a lot of balls in the air in this spot. Probably not one we'd look too, too much at in other scenarios. But And then, like, the Ducks can't defend. At some point, it's just they looked better to start the year, and I thought there was something kind of legitimate to it um, with a new coach who seems far more competent after they had just – Probably the league's worst coaching last year, I would say. And at this point, it looks like they've just fallen back down to earth. And really, I don't know. A potential angle, too, you could consider would be the Gibson saves. But that's a little, I don't know. I I could see the Leafs trying to play a trying to play kind of a lower variance type style here, though. I think that's the thing for sure. You get a new goalie in there. Yep. And you, you've seen what you've gone through as a team with this whole Samsonov disaster. I don't think, you know, you're, you, I think, yeah, definitely priority number one would be not letting him just get caved in and a bunch of chances. He has no, no shot of saving and ruining everything when they know they need a backup. So I think that is decent in a spot where like I'd otherwise, you might be almost looking at the over as well. Yeah, that's because that was my initial thought was like over, you know, or Maybe I just go Leafs team total over, but I can see them kind of being like, you know what, let's just run the ball and kind of get out of here. Like when you look at what's coming up here on this little West Coast trip for uh, the Leafs, they then go at San Jose on Saturday night. And, you know, if you're going to start the kid, I think it's important to not start him on home ice. And that just, you know, what what can what can turn into, um, you know, 
quite quite a lot of eyeballs on you and kind of you know be a bit of a igniter to the media and this and that when they're when they're playing on home ice and if you were to lay an egg so I, I you're probably right and there's not a big difference between Hildeby and Jones but I think that we're gonna see a start here from them in you know one of these like I said it's at Anaheim at San Jose then home San Jose so I feel like you have to throw them in one of these games to see what you have at least and you know 100%. I, I'm and then you got to pay attention to to Keith's comments. Maybe he says after morning skate or something, hey, like I'm challenging these guys to kind of, um, you know, really show out for a goalie and, you know, uh, put the clamps down, something like that. So that's why I kind of, you know, less interested in playing on them because I, I think I could see Keith being the type of guy to say like, hey, let's go low variance game here. At least at least try it. Challenges group in a way. Well, and the classic Leafs would be lose in LA where everyone, or I guess LA hasn't done that good at home, but you know what I mean? Lose a very reasonable game in LA and everyone will freak the hell out and the players will hear everything and all that good stuff. And then realistically, they'll just, it, tomorrow becomes a pretty huge game and you get a response versus a horrific Ducks team. I just, yeah. 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 Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of homework involved in this one. Um, I would lean towards the underdog in these kind of situations. Uh, I also wonder if the Leafs are a little trepidatious, like kind of what you said, Tim. The goaltending has been such a talking point in in Toronto and Canada and, and in just the hockey world in general that if, let's say, Hildeby doesn't play well, like this is his first season in, in North America too. I, I, I would wonder if they're a little nervous just throwing him to even the Ducks, you know? They're not throwing yeah, him to the Wolves, a... but throwing him to the Ducks. But then you got to wonder, like, handling him but we're getting and the Leafs also don't protect anyone well right <laughs> so like even if you're like hey they're, they're gonna like, try and play that game well, but that's what I mean like I don't think they're not what they were defensively at all but they're like a middle of the pack team or worse I guess middle third this season has yeah. been kind of where they've been floating around but it's just like gets exposed so badly yeah uh with and then you hear about it more when it does happen because there's like a couple like a lot of reasonable teams like looking right now that are pretty similar to last month and you know the Leafs the goals against really does look fine recently when when Jones is in there saving the ones he's supposed to versus when Sammy's in there letting in like just all sorts of crap but this is what makes the Leafs a good regular season team right this is why they you know they have uh, <laughs> but this isn't the point. same team it's not the same team you look the last three years they were legitimately dominant defensively by any any way you wanted to look at it like this was a good defensive team and now right, they're but- not playing at the same level they're not, but they do have a, a, a knack for being able to score their way out of problems, right? And then just like... But the thing is, that wasn't what happened in the playoffs. The playoffs proved more than anything. They were legitimately good at defense. They hadn't. They couldn't score goals. Like, they lost the same series for like four straight years, losing all the big games two to one. And then this narrative would prevail and be wrong. And now I think this team is legitimately different. They change a lot of the personnel. And... Nick, we could do four hours showing... on the playoffs. We could do four hours. We could. We'll get there. We'll <laughs> get just there. saying, we'll none get of the there. numbers actually agree that this was a bad defensive team. And now, I don't think that was necessarily what undid Sammy, but it definitely didn't help that he went from having like probably the most underrated environment in the whole league to having just below average defensive play and, and breakdowns. Okay. Uh, we will continue this conversation throughout the year, obviously. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do a little future shopping, head to the Futures Lounge. Uh, I want to start with the President's Trophy odds because in terms of team futures, I'm, like you can, you want to bet some Stanley Cup futures right now, go right ahead. Like they, It's a Kentucky Derby season. I've been saying that since the beginning. You can make cases for and against basically every team involved. Um, Florida's still 17 to 1. Yeah, Florida's still 17 to 1. Certainly. And, and I actually think the Panthers are a little interesting in this next market we're going to talk about. Uh, which is the uh, President's Trophy. So so the Rangers right now are your clear consensus favorite. They're plus 230 to win the President's Trophy. Most points in the league when the regular season concludes. But they're on 51 points. Like, the Rangers have been good, and they've they've been very good at um, just kind of taking care of their own business. Uh, and, and that's what's led them to uh, having the best record in the NHL as we get uh, into the new year. But... They're they're in first place overall in terms of points and points percentage on fifty one points. The Hurricanes are tenth, uh, and they're on forty four. So like there's nine or eight teams between the Rangers at fifty one, the Hurricanes at forty four, the Panthers are one of those teams, the Jets are one of those teams. Uh, I think are interesting. There's a couple of teams even if you want to like drop down a little bit further that I think maybe could be interesting. Uh, the Devils would be the only one I'd I'd, I'd consider like past that that cutoff. Um, and I brought up that Oilers point earlier for this reason, which is if you do think a team can can run like the Oilers did over the second half last year, this race is live. Um, so I think that Florida sitting at twenty eight to one, not a bad not a bad bet at all in this market. The Hurricanes at fifty to one. Like if you think the Hurricanes can challenge for the division, go ahead and scoop up that fifty to one instead. Um, Nick, anything here? Uh, any other futures we want to talk about as we uh, kick off twenty twenty four? Yeah, I like the Panthers Panthers presidents at 28 to 1. Um out of the ones you threw out there. I can see the logic with the Canes. Um my beef is it's just going to be so damn hard. It looks like on the Knights Kochakov's not in and even the Knights Kochakov's in he's yeah. not stealing you games. I think at some point that's just so taxing. Um I like the point you made. I, I think the Rangers are obviously a worthy favorite. They're getting good goaltending from both options. They're playing quite well, but I think we've probably seen more or less they're, you know, kind of the best running of their play. It feels like if you're like, I wouldn't buy that. It feels like kind of a buying high type of thing. The Panthers have really just underperformed offensively what they should have based off their play, I think. And other than that, everything looks really good. They're healthy right now. They're pretty deep. Um, they're not necessarily an injury away at any one place. I mean, Barkoff would obviously be kind of a nightmare, but still. And then you look both goalies are pretty legitimately good goalies that have played well. Like Stoller's had really good numbers the last few years for backup. And Bobrovsky is 
supposed to be a very legitimate starter. And now he's, he's showing like that again. So I think the case that Florida can win a lot of games and get in the mix of what is like a really open race is there. And then we've talked about it. I don't know if the Bruins are going to keep cleaning up. Like I feel like from this point on, they'll probably play it like closer to like a hundred point pace. Um, so I think they're, they're catchable. The stars look really good, but they are having some goaltending issues. And then, I mean, the Kings are obviously in it, but I think they're kind of priced fairly. And then the Avs. So if you look at the top of the board, I think the teams are gettable. And I, I don't mind the, the Panthers at all. And to uh, to piggyback off the, the Panthers point, I'm looking at plus 270 to win the Atlantic. And, you know, obviously your number is a, a lot more appetizing and longer to, to win the President's Trophy. But you touched on Boston, Boston being minus 140 to win the Atlantic. I, I just think I'd try and fade Boston to win the division. I don't think that they... Um, think Florida just profiles as a better team. It's not it's not outrageous to think that they could win the Atlantic. So I'm interested in that. And I want to add one more. the uh, To make the playoffs market, Tampa Bay Lightning are minus 122 to make the playoffs. They currently hold that second wild card spot, but they have 38 games played, which is, um, you know, the most of uh, these Eastern teams that, you know, it, they're tied for the most of the, these other Eastern Conference teams with 38. And I think it's a legitimate um you know, uh, argument to say that they won't make the playoffs. You have New Jersey on the outside looking in right now. And so a team that I think is kind of interesting and to make the playoffs instead of betting just Tampa Bay, no, is Detroit to make it a plus 330. So I'm trying to. Detroit. Yeah, I'm trying to workshop this anti kind of possible lightning thing. It's so what's interesting there is, is I think that you got to look at the teams that are out too, because it can definitely be. Like, I think that's probably, what is that, a little high on Detroit? Um, it is, but I, I don't, I don't think Washington's ahead Pittsburgh of them. Can get I don't think Washington oh, yeah, Washington won't. I don't think it'll be there. But I think Pittsburgh can get in. The Devils can get in. And then that automatically is the case. I, I think the lightning point is good. It's just, it's like, do you want to tie up a future for that long for plus 100 when you have like a bit of an edge? Is <laughs> right debatable. But um, I, I think it is a really reasonable take. And so... The way I'm looking at the playoff race now is it, it does feel like it's going to be five Metro teams as we sit right now. So Toronto, Tampa, and Detroit are, are in a little mini league for that third spot in, in the Atlantic. And you'd obviously make Toronto pretty uh, prohibitive favorite. And But when you look at it like that, then you're talking, okay, so can Detroit play at a, a pace that's reasonable enough to, to clip those two teams? And I, I don't think the answer is an outright no, and you're getting a decent number. Um but it's it's the uh, I just it's tough to, with that Red Wings team, man. Uh, it is tough. I'm just trying. I'm trying to uh, talk away to yeah. I get you. Anti Lightning, you know. Yeah. But, you know, and obvi- inevitably, I'm going to pick the wrong team to kind of. Yes. Yeah. You'll, that, but... you'll you'll right right church wrong pew as our right, as our exactly. friend and Mike Francesa would say. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else uh, futures wise before we get out of here and, and get ready for this 13 game slate on Thursday? Florida still seventeen to one to make yeah. to win the Stanley Cup. Don't I can't. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think the rest of the Cup futures look pretty pretty dialed. Yeah, at this I point think it's Panthers it, but... or Jets right now. If you're if you're looking. Yeah, because we threw the Kings out there. They've actually they're still fourteen to one here. I don't yeah, they, that, I mean the Kings but... the, the Kings have not since they're the, kind of the whole hockey world caught on to them. They slowed down a bit their pace, but they still have all the uh like they still tick all the boxes that you're looking for. So. 
I, yeah, I they're know. really good. Yeah. I mean, I just have too much needed. invested in them already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we timed the, the Kings and the Panthers ones pretty well. And I still feel like those are kind of the main ones that like I'm happy about. So, and then, yeah, Mike's been pumping the jets this week and I think they're pretty good depending on where you can get them. There's a pretty big discrepancy on these right now. As yeah. I look across the board. So we'll, you know, pump up line shopping as always, especially for futures. I feel like it's just so easy to just, you know, put it where you want it and then yep. just leave it. It's not the same as like checking in and using the site every day. So leave it and then forget you, you bet it. That's that's, that's exactly right. All right. Um, so that does it for today's episode of line change. Like I said, we'll be back uh, for Thursday for Thursday's uh, monster 13 game slate. Nickel, maybe throw in uh, some, some world junior talk if we allow it. Um, but other than that, best of luck on Wednesday night for Tim and Nick. I'm Mike. Thank you for listening. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.